Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of What Are You Talking About? Today my guest is the lovely Vicky Finn-Smith. She is a CrossFit Games Masters athlete who had an incredible performance at the 2022 Games. We chat all things about getting to the Games, how she found CrossFit and her goals to getting back there. It was a great chat and I really hope you enjoy. As always, don't forget to like, rate and subscribe to be the first to hear all about our new episodes and content. Enjoy! Vicky, thank you so, so much for joining me. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Uh, we're just joking. We've, it's been a while. We've been trying to get this booked in and down. I know you are super, super busy. How are things in general? Oh, good. Thank you. I um, feel like, we're in, like I'm in a good place at the moment, like getting my training routine. Um, we've like increased the, my coaching hours at the box over the last like six months or so so I'm kind of just getting used to that and fitting it in my routine around my training and everything so yeah I feel feel good at the moment um I do like quite a bit of training at home and like a mixture of the box so I'm quite fortunate that I can let myself in and out as I please so it's quite flexible for me um so it's just mixing that up I've started my online coaching as well so yeah, it was a bit of a juggling game for a little bit, but now I feel like I'm like in a in a good routine now. <laughs> yeah, there's so much, isn't there? I find anyone that does CrossFit, whether they're a coach or an athlete or a box owner, like there's just so many elements to it, particularly when you get to a level where you're competing and, and progressing. Like, how do you manage it? Like, how do you juggle? Is it hard? Yeah, and I think the mo- the main thing is like now that I'm, in the masters i know i'm not like old old but i'm feeling like my recovery a lot more so like at first i took on quite a few hours at the box and then i quickly realized that probably wasn't gonna fit in with my training because i wasn't able to recover and stuff like for example if i've done loads of training on a monday and then i'm there coaching all night on a monday night like my body just wasn't recovering because i was like on my feet all night so I think it's trying to manage those sort of things and make sure it um, works for both sides so that I'm given like good quality time coaching at the box and then I have enough time to recover and make sure that I'm getting my training in and eating. So like, as I've got a bit older, I've like, I've realized that I need to focus on my recovery and make sure I'm stretching, make sure I'm eating resting but getting a bit of time outside of the gym as well because you know what it's like with CrossFit we get a bit obsessed don't we so like (laughs) everything's all about that but I think you need to make sure you have like a good balance at the same time yeah it's so hard like you don't leave the box right at times so yeah actually having a life outside of the box even if it's just like an hour a day (laughs) job on your life Um, I'm gonna go like there's so much to talk about but like throw it back how did you find CrossFit like what's your first memory of discovering CrossFit well I used to live I live up north now um so I'm originally from County Durham and we moved down um with my husband Stuart he's from Watford originally um so we moved down there and we lived down south for six years and when we were down there, we, we did PT and we worked in the gym at the time, worked for a company called Virgin Active. And 
I'd seen my friend had gone to a CrossFit box down there. Um, I think it's CrossFit St. Albans or something like that. And she really enjoyed it. And I looked it up a little bit. I was like, oh, looks quite good. But at the time, I'd, I'd had a look at the, the cost and stuff like that. And my husband was like, you work at a gym, you get the gym free. You know, and it was like £120 to join. And then I think it was 80 for your like fundamentals, like on ramp thing. So it just wasn't like really viable. But I always had it in my head since then. And then um, when we actually went on our honeymoon after we got married, we went on a cruise. And when we were flicking through the telly one night, when we were just chilling in the room, there was the CrossFit Games was on. It was like Rich Froning. I think it was like 2014, maybe, or 2015, something like that. Um, and so we were watching, we watched a bit of it. And Stuart kind of got into it a little bit as well. Um, and then when we moved back up north, um, it was like 2016. Um, there was a CrossFit box and we saw it advertised and I was like, you know what, I'm going to give it a try now, we, like, now we've moved. And I just, I loved it straight away. I dragged my friend Nicola with me and um, she she likes it, but she also hates it at the same time. <laughs> but she kind of like stuck, stuck with it with me um, until recently. Um, and we went for like a taster session on a Saturday um, and I just remember walking in and there was all these people and you looked and they were lifting like really heavy weight. Well, you're not used to seeing people lift like a lot of weight like that in a short space of time. And we were just like, whoa, it was crazy. Um, but yeah, I really liked it from the start, to be honest. I don't know why. I think I got it into my head. You know, when you think, oh, I think. Not I do well at it, but I think I'd be able to apply because I used to be a runner. Um, like 400 meter runner um, and I just I just thought I'd always enjoy it or I'd always be able to apply myself well mm. in that I've always done I've always been used to training and um, being kind of like disciplined we had like a strict training schedule when I was running so I think that's kind of carried across quite well yeah well that was so that was gonna be my next question what like experience athletic or sport experience did you have kind of growing up and like before you started CrossFit obviously if you were PTing and working in a gym you had like a baseline fitness I assume and being a runner but what was your like experience with sport like, I suppose growing up and and in that lead up to finding CrossFit? Um, well I did run in from quite a young age um, I think I was 10 or 11 when I started getting into athletics um not seriously straight away but we used to go like Monday Wednesday and then a Saturday morning um and my brother did it as well it's kind of like a my dad ended up getting involved in coaching and stuff as well so it was kind of like a nice family thing that we ended up having going there um I did that up until the age of 20 23 so I started off doing 200 meters when I was younger and then I moved to 300 meters is like a step up going into the 400 meters when you're under 17s. Mm -hmm. um, so under 17s um, and under 20s, like I moved into the 400 meters. Um, 200 meters was maybe just that little bit shorter. I was I was more like um, speed endurance, but not eight to 1500s was that little bit too long. So I think 400 was like a good distance for me. Um, 
I used to do better on the, in the indoor 400 metres rather than the outdoor, to be honest. So um, we've done like the UK Championships, but I haven't competed for like England or anything like that. But I did I did well at the UK Championships in the under 17s and then the under 20s. Um, came third in the 300 metres and the 400 metres. But um, after that, I didn't... Yeah, when I moved up to the 400 metres, I think I found it hard to, like, find my pace. Yeah. And then I kept getting injured, um, like, hamstring, calf problems. So uh, I kind of tailed off that. And I, I missed quite a, a bit of my, um, not not teenager years, but I think because we were quite dedicated and I had training pretty much every day. Like, we did Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. Um, training at the club at Children, and then Tuesday was like um, a weightlifting type day so we didn't do like Olympic lifting or anything but we went to the gym we had like stuff stuff to do um, and then Thursday was like a um, plyometric session so we do that in our own time as well but so it was quite full on Sunday was always like a rest day unless we had a competition so I think I was used to having maybe it's like the volume and um, set days for training. And then we did PT down south. So um, I just used to do like a split routine and do a bit of cardio really when we did that. It was just me, me and my husband used to go really. So um, once I'd done running, that's pretty much what I just went into like gym, like global gym type stuff really. Yeah. It's so interesting, like the flip of those gyms to a CrossFit gym. Like yeah. the amount of people that talk about it. So obviously, like you have your, yeah, I just say like global gyms, and there's so many. I think unless you've been into a CrossFit box, it's really, really hard to explain slash understand. But when you walked in, like obviously all them years later, like you'd seen it, you kind of knew a little bit about it, and then you walked in. What was it that kind of sold you on the fact that you were then going to like join and start it? Uh, I think I like the the atmosphere because it seemed like, you know, like I, I like my tunes and I like the music on. Um, so it was the atmosphere and the community, I think, really, to start off with. Um, and I, I, I guess, obviously, like, with CrossFit, a lot of us are competitive, so you want to do well at something, and you're constantly chasing, trying to, well, not perfect stuff, but trying to be well-rounded, and there's always something to work on. It's it's always challenging. It's never, it never gets any easier, so I guess you're constantly striving to try and get better at everything, really. Has there ever been like a moment in your training career? And I, I've asked this question to a few people and no one's ever said yes. And I really want someone to say yes at some point <laughs> where you go, do you know what? I've nailed it. Like I'm, I've, I've got a solid base all around the board. There's no weaknesses. Yeah. Even if it's just for like a week, have you ever felt like you've kind of perfected it all? No, no. <laughs> um, I wish I could say yes, but no. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's always something to work on. And I guess that's why I, I like it, because it keeps you um, like disciplined and consistent um, throughout your training, because you're trying to constantly work towards that. And I don't know whether it's 
always realistic realistic in your head but you think right well if I can get that and get that then we can but you can get more balance more balance throughout your performance and I definitely feel like at first gymnastics did really didn't come naturally to me so um I've had to work a lot on you know like handstand walks and handstand strict handstand push-ups for example and the strength stuff like um I'm a lot a lot more rounded now than I used to be but um there was points where I had like massive gaps in my performance like if I went to competitions and stuff um and like even in the age group qualifiers I think the I think it might have been the first year when I moved up to the masters the 35 to 39 I, I missed out on um getting through to the next stage because of the front squats it was like a front squat one RM and it just plummeted me down um, the leaderboard. So things like that, I just uh, figure out and then try and get to work on them. Try and iron them out a little bit, bit of damage limitation. <laughs> and that's the thing. There's so I suppose there's so many ways you you see it. It's not just like in a wad at the box. It's if you go to a comp or you see it on a leaderboard. When you started CrossFit, did you have any indication of like how much of a part of it, your life it would be? Like, what what did you think when you first started? Like, was it just I'm gonna join and see what happens? Like, did you have any intention to become a coach or an athlete? Like, what was the goal if there even was one? Yeah, honestly, no, I didn't really have um, an expectation as such. I guess when I first joined. I probably wanted to, if you looked at my joining sheet or something like that, I reckon it would probably be just like, you know, when people say they want to tone up <laughs> or like feel fit or whatever. Um, I didn't really have any expectations on where, what I wanted to do with it, but I did quickly, um, because I joined in the in the January in 2016 and then... Um, everyone at the box was like oh we're going to do the open and stuff like that and I didn't have a clue what they were on about and we watched the first uh, opening in February um since I joined um and I quickly was like oh my god like watch the games and stuff and watch all the different stages and regionals and I think we went to yeah that year me and Stuart went to Madrid to watch the regionals and I just thought it was like amazing what everyone could do. I think we watched like Annie Thorstetter. She did like 52 pull-ups in Unbroken and went straight into like 100 wall balls or something like that. And I was like, this is just crazy. <laughs> so I quickly had uh, like aspiration probably then of wanting to either get to regionals or get to the games. Um, and then I had like two or three years of training that our coach and box owner Tez he asked me to jump in some sessions with him because we I had it was quite lucky at the time my work was quite flexible I was just working at the factory um uh, doing HR and so lunch times and stuff I could go down or like first thing on the morning before work because they were quite flexible what times I could start and finish um so Tez, who owns the box, asked everyone to jump in some sessions. I think he was doing the training plan, training plan um, programming at that time. So I, I started to jump in a few sessions here and there with him um, and saw some really good 
progress in a short space of time. And then that's when I kind of decided, oh, I want to put a bit more uh, time and effort into my training and see where we can really go to with it, I guess. Yeah. And it got you far, I suppose, right? <laughs> got you to the, to the crux, crux of it even. Um, so let's talk. I mean, what? how far are we talking from that moment of, oh, I'm going to take this a bit more seriously to, oh, actually, I can get to the games. How long was that period of time? Um, two to three years, maybe, is in between that time. Um, I started to move up. So I was 32. So I knew um, Masters was coming up in a couple of years' time. So I really made it my focus to try and make a big push to aim to get to the games and the Masters. And they kept changing things. It was a little bit frustrating at first, to be honest, because it used to be like online qualifiers um, after the Open. And that was the um, top 200, it used to be. From the Open, you did online qualifiers. And then from there, they change it. So it used to be the top 40 in the online qualifiers went to the games. Then they moved it to 30. Then it was 20. And then last year, when I made it to the games, they actually reduced it to the top 10 um, in each category, which was which just made it like really tight. But I felt it was a better process because they changed it to quarterfinals. Then you did semifinals and then went to the games. So it tends to work out. I feel better for me. I don't do so well in the open, but I do better when it's more higher skilled stuff when it progresses on in the quarterfinals or the semifinals. Yeah. Do you, why do you think, is that, do you think it's just because it's more your wheelhouse? Like, do you think there's a reason for it? Yeah, I feel, I feel like it and I really enjoy, I think I probably enjoy the workouts a bit more when they're a bit more advanced. Like when we went to strength and depth, I, I really enjoyed the workouts, just, just gone there. Because um, they're a bit more varied. Um, and then you tend to have like a good mixture of workouts. Um, and then a little bit heavier and high, higher skilled. So I, I really like like ring muscle ups and bits like that. So um, I think that's probably why maybe is it just suits me a bit more. I feel like the open is kind of all primarily like engine based. Um, and because it's quite open, like open to everybody there's more people can kind of get in between maybe as well yeah so it's better when there's less people as well and I suppose also in a sense of you know where you're at a bit more right by like quarterfinal semifinals you kind of know what you need to do who you need to beat not that it's about that but you kind of get more of an inkling um so last year I can't believe like we're already past like 2023 games now it's how quickly it's gone um as you say, so you qualified and you went to the games in the Masters division. And it's like people talk about the Masters in so many different ways, but it's like, it's really hard yeah, it's to get really the Masters. They are very, very, you are all very, very fit people. Um, and I think particularly that 35 to 39 category, because you often get people who are like only just out of their individual kind of yeah. 
competition life or you know etc um yeah like with the men's this year yeah that's right yeah we (laughs) have like scott panchik sam dancer like or even like you can look at sam briggs competing this year i know she was in um or stacy tovar like all of these people that are like real not even like random individual athletes like insane individual athletes going into these categories it's really hard so firstly congratulations for getting to (laughs) um how was that like a whole experience I know it's probably quite hard to sum up (laughs) and what was it like um it was so when I first found out that I was going yeah it's like a dream like a dream really because it seems like um unreal at first I think but it's absolutely amazing when like the feeling of all your hard work paying off um and all the sacrifices that you've made um just to get there once you get there and you walk in and you go for your registration like that that's probably one of the best bits when you go in and you see your locker room and you've got your little name on it and you're like wow this is like crazy and all the stuff that you get is just mental really like we couldn't believe it um like all the clothing and bags and all bits and pieces um but it's almost I I feel for me last year I, I felt a bit like overwhelmed because I think it's um, very different when you're there and you're like on the comp floor and the sun's like blazing down on you and you look around and you're like, whoa, like I've actually made it here. And you're like, do I actually, do I belong here? And you're chatting to people in background and a lot of the girls, like you said, have either, like I had China Cho um, and Annette, um, Amelia Lebanon, it was like Carleen Matthews and, people who've already been to the games or been to regionals and stuff like that. So you're like, well, I haven't done, <laughs> I haven't done any of this stuff. I'm like, well, why am I here kind of thing? But I really enjoyed the experience. I was just trying to, um, I was talking to Kel Friel and stuff, because um, obviously they're from the UK as well. Um, and she was in the 45, uh, 40 to 44 last year when I was at the games and she was like, honestly, just try and soak it all in and try and enjoy it. Um, and it's difficult at the time, but then when you look back, you're like, oh, maybe I didn't quite kind of take it all in as much as I could. But I, I got injured when I was at the games or like on the first first event. So I think it was diff- like a kind of bittersweet um, thing for me last year, really, which is why I'm so determined that... Um, I want to get back there again and kind of redeem myself yeah. um, and have a smooth run, like look after myself well. I think it was just where I'd um, trained so hard and the volume had gone up so much right before the games that my body probably just was like ready for, for a break by that point. So I'm glad that I had that experience. So now I know when I, like, when I get back there that I can... And manage that a little bit better and make sure that uh, I stay healthy is uh, a good thing as well. <laughs> mm. Something I love about the Masters category, and I know it's only changed, as you said, like in the, mo- in the last few years, but the categories are smaller. So there's only a few of you. How does that like 
does it make it harder to be competitive against them or easier like because you all seem like you get along so well and everyone's so yeah. like invested and getting a lot well I mean from like Instagram and like the coverage but what's it actually like having like quite a small amount of people to compete against yeah like you said in that way in that respect it's really nice because you're kind of talking to everybody in like the corral area and there's not too many people in the category so you can get chatting um speak to different people about their experiences and stuff and it's a little bit more confident in that respect i think it's difficult probably is um if you're going for a podium spot if you have like um one bad event or it's difficult to kind of make up points with the only being 10 people there um so I, I guess it's tough in kind of the competition respect um you'd have to be like really consistent I think across the, the events really although like um I don't know yeah I think because I was just thinking there because with Sam Briggs this year she won the 40 to 44 but I think she was lower down on the lift lifting event yeah. but obviously she's coming like top in in the rest of the workout so I guess it probably doesn't affect her as much but yeah <laughs> in that so respect I think it'd be tough it? yeah yeah I think right. it'd be tough tough in terms of points but I think it's good in another respect because you know you get to know people a little bit more with it being a smaller uh, group so I guess if you had 40 people then you'd probably have more than likely have two or three three or four heats maybe it's even depending on what it was mm. yeah it's it's quite nice but then it's also I suppose for people watching you it's nice to have as you said like three or four heats and compare more people but it just seems like you all have such a nice time <laughs> like, <laughs> is it when you I think obviously you watch the individuals compete and it it seems a lot more serious but what is with the masters does it feel more relaxed like in compared like if you were to see the other athletes kind of I say backstage yeah. around like what's the what's the kind of like vibe I suppose yeah I think it is a lot more laid back in that respect I feel like people are a bit more chatty and you're kind of trying to enjoy your experience a little bit more um so, for example, if I take um, the strength and depth where I did the elite category um, a couple of weeks back, I know everyone's um, like competitive and wanting to do well. Um, but just little things like saying well done to people at the end, like I'll, I'll go around and give everyone like fist bump or say well done or whatever. And they weren't really doing that in the elite category at um, strength and depth. And then if you went to the Masters or you did a Masters comp, like, it's not really like that. It's a bit more, a bit less um, serious, I guess, in that respect. Although everyone's wanting to do well, I think uh, a bit more chatty and a bit less um, stressy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I wanted, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to talk about strength and depth because obviously, like, we met and we had a bit of a chat there, but you obviously could have gone into the masters kind of category, yes. but you chose to go elite um female why did you make the decision to to do that um so i guess because this year i've spent a lot of time trying to get my um 
training back on track, like the volume back from a gymnastics, um, get my shoulder right. And because I wasn't going for the games, because I took the decision to kind of take the year to get my training back on track um, and make sure my shoulder was right. Because at the beginning of the year, it was still a bit like just before the Open, like a bit touching going with the first workout in the Open. It had uh, ring muscle ups in it and I thought I'd, I hadn't even tried them um, after doing my shoulder at the game. So uh, I didn't want to push it um, too much for that. And then I just thought oh, I wanted to set another goal in place for the year, like a big challenge. And not that the Masters wouldn't have been challenging. It's not that I thought I was like um, above that or anything like that. I just feel like sometimes, oh, a lot of the time in the Masters, especially in the Open quarterfinals, semifinals, at the games, like a lot of the weights and everything and movements do tend to be similar. They don't get changed for the Masters. So I thought, why not push myself to go into that category? Only because the a couple of years prior, I was going to do the Masters and I did the qualifiers. Um, and I found, I'm not um, beating down on strength and depth competition here, by the way, but they do tend to scale back the master stuff. And I wanted to push myself and do the more, like the higher skilled movements. So, for example, we've been practicing a lot of legless rope climbs with legless descent. And the, the master's workout was just rope climbs on that workout at strength and depth, whereas the elite was a mixture of um, legless and rope climbs. So... And then the handstand walk was like a 50 foot unbroken. And it's all stuff that I need to be able to do for mm -hmm. like that comes up in quarterfinals and semifinals. So I guess I just wanted to test myself and um, give it a go with no expectations, no pressure, just see, see what I can do. Yeah. Did you enjoy the weekend as a whole? Yeah, I did. I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I like the workouts. I just had one workout where I had like a little bit of um, disappointment, I guess. And then the rest of the workouts I was really happy with on the most part, how I executed them and how how I felt um, coming off the back of my training and how my shoulder felt good. Um, and yeah, I did. I, I really enjoyed the weekend, to be honest. It was good to get back to a bit of competing. Um, in that higher category mm -hmm. just to um push myself and it's given us a bit of fire as well coming off the back of it because some of the events I was really pleased with and um uh surprised myself with where I was so I was really happy with that so it's given me a bit of like a kick for the next phase of training I guess yeah it's I think it's really nice like when you have something like that like or even just like watching a comp or the games or whatever to get that motivation and everything back do you, yeah. when you come out of like a competition weekend do you like analyze it all and be like right this is where I didn't do my best this is where I struck like how do you come out of the weekend and then prep going forward oh yeah definitely because that's another reason um competitions are good for highlighting stuff like like I said I had one event that I was kind of like a bit disappointed with how I did and it was um on the chest to bar and bar muscle ups one um 
But me and my husband were talking because he he's pretty clued up on stuff and um he'll be honest with me as well, like with where I am. So we were just talking and he said, Well, really you haven't got your volume back in your chest bars and your bar muscle ups and stuff and your ring muscle ups. So you can't be like too disappointed with how stuff's gone because we're not quite back to where you were. Like this time last year, for example, before I went to the games. I think it's difficult sometimes when you've had an injury, you kind of uh, think that you are back, <laughs> back to where you were, but you're, but you're like, no, I've still got a little bit of work to do. And that's why competitions are good for highlighting that. And you're like, right, okay. I didn't realise I needed to work on that as much, but, but I do. Having said that, like, obviously I was in the elite category against people who maybe it's like half my age, but um, it's still, it would be good to be able to keep up with that level of athlete and then you know you're kind of on the right track. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. With, with people your own age, you know what I mean? Because there's some, like, I always find with the Americans as well, for some reason, um, whether they have like a bigger gymnastic background or um, I'm not sure, but they always tend to be good on the gymnastics element on in the masters. Um, so I always feel like I have to work harder at that bit. Yeah, ninety percent of people I speak to on this podcast are ex gymnasts. Yeah, <laughs> I would really like to see a CrossFit Games for people that have never done gymnastics in their life. <laughs> Like they can they can they can have trained gymnastics with crossfit but like not ex-gymnasts <laughs> like even when you listen to the commentary at the games they're like ex-national gymnasts it's like oh another one yeah so and it makes done sense the, of course or something like that and yeah. it's like well, basically they're a gymnast aren't they yeah. <laughs> and of course it makes sense the transition from gymnastics to crossfit but yeah it's like it's nice to know that you can achieve that and be or like a well-rounded CrossFit athlete without having a gymnastics background. Yeah, gymnastics background, yeah, definitely. It's just something you've got to work on, isn't it? It's like they they might have to work on something else, like their running or their engine, whatever it may be. But obviously, we've got well, I've got to work on a bit more on my gymnastics. I'm sure. Like it's so exciting because I think this is the time of year, right? That everyone's kind of it's downtime for a lot of people but it's also that okay technically the next year has started like what's the goal so from your perspective obviously you've mentioned you are you want to try and get back to the games is that your goal for 2024 or is it a further in the in the future goal no 100 like um it's definitely what i want to get back to next year um and I've started getting getting to work on the training and stuff in the off season, and I just think if I can have a good off season here, stay healthy, um, then there's no reason. I go up in age category as well, so I'll be in the forty to forty fours um, next year in the open. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping for a good start. Yeah, uh, definitely one. That's definitely the aim anyway to try and get back to the games next year yeah how do you prep uh like mentally for that so when when or does your mental prep start at some point or is it just a continuous thing I guess it's just a continuous thing really um just about everything's better when you've 
you feel more recovered, you're eating, eating right, and you feel ready for the sessions. Um, I always just try and have like a my my day off is a Monday now. I've just changed it recently. Um, so I have like a complete day off on a Monday. I'm just coaching on a Monday night at the box, but uh, I don't do any training on a Monday. And then Thursday is like active recovery day. Um, so I guess it's just making sure I take time away so I don't get like too too obsessed and too um. Although to some extent you have to be like a, we are a little bit <laughs> crazy the CrossFit yeah. in the CrossFit community. <laughs> um, so I guess it's just continuous, really. I'm just trying to keep my my mind focused on the end goal um, and what I need to do to get there, really. So it's like sacrifices along along the way and making sure that I've I'm constantly ticking off the boxes that we're training and then getting the right foods in, making myself stay healthy, keep keep moving, stretching, mobilising, all that. It's, it takes up a lot of time. Um, yeah. some, not every day you want to do it, but if I want to get there again, then I know that I've got to. So you just kind of put that in your mind, keep that in the back of your mind, like trying to get back to the game. So if this is what I need to do, I need to do it. Absolutely. I think it's so nice to hear because it's like it's not an easy process like whether it is teens masters adaptive obviously individual like it's really not easy and it's constantly getting harder so it's nice like to actually hear what you do and what you sacrifice um but also how much you care about it right so yeah. um we well i for one will be cheering you on and supporting and hoping to see you back there next year um, I'm gonna let you go shortly, but I do ask everyone quick fire questions at the end of every episode, and they never end up being <laughs> that quick. Um, <laughs> but just a little bit about training. What is your favourite lift? Um, clean and jerk, I would say. I like a good power clean though. Power clean and split jerk. Yeah, I'm a power clean for life. <laughs> <laughs> Always. I was getting like my power clean is bigger than my squat clean, and yeah. <laughs> one of the things, right? around, but it's one of those things. Power for the people, eh? <laughs> I mean, mine is too. So if I can say that I've got a comparison with a games athlete, I'm going to take that. <laughs> it's probably not the best thing, but yeah, I. It's never something that's clocked for me. Um, but, what about your I favorite? Sorry. It's weird though. Sorry. It's weird though because I'm the other way with snatch. I like I don't like doing heavy power snatch, but I have to do squat snatch. Um it's just one of those. I don't know. I always feel like I need to get underneath the bar a little bit more on my snatch. Whereas cleans, I'm like, I'll oh, just just get it up there. <laughs> um, sometimes I'm like, you know, when everyone's like, oh, we'll do a technique session and you're like, it's up, it's fine, it counts, right? <laughs> <laughs> it moved from the floor to my chest yeah. <laughs> um what about your favorite overall movement um I like a good rope climb or a wall ball Interesting. Um, I, I know that's two movements so I can't no it's it. fine um, but I suppose you're a bit taller as well I'm right? a bit taller yeah yeah do you like I've always, in, I've always liked what um rock climbs I do tend to enjoy like a workout with a ruin but yeah I'd say definitely wall balls or rock climbs 
I love that you've just instantly pitched like tall person movements as well. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I know they do them at the games a lot. As someone who coaches in a box, you probably coach them a lot. Your favourite benchmark CrossFit workout? Um, DT. Love that. Yeah, I like DT. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, trying to think of anything else. I would say Karen, but it's really painful, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think many other people like 150 war balls, but it's kind of a bit like a boring one, really, isn't it? So we'll go with DT. I love that. Um, and my final question: If you were to go to the games or or any kind of big comp on a team, and you could build a dream team around you, so another female and two males, or you can pick two females, um, who would you have? They could be anyone. <laughs> Um, okay. Um, I'm trying to think that this is a tough question now, isn't it? Um, on the guys, I'd probably just have to say Rich Fornin because why not? He's the biggest team guy, That's the goat of teams, right? Yeah, the goat. Um, and Maybe it's female side. Oh, it's a tough one, this one. <laughs> Trying to think of someone like Laura Horvath and it like balance me out a little bit with the strength. And but then then I'm thinking, oh, handstand push-ups or something like that. If it comes <laughs> up, then we're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> me and Laura together would be a good match. Um Guys and the guy movies. Um, oh, I like to see. I, I, mean, I, like, like, Brent, I like a tough Brent question. Sikowski or something like that. Yeah, that's um, a team. Yeah, team. Apart from Rich, yeah. <laughs> he's quite. He's quite short in person, isn't he? Sometimes yeah. it's interesting though, isn't it? Because sometimes um, people look a bit taller on telly than, and it's just because other people are really short. Mm. <laughs> that when you see them in person, I'm like, oh, they're not as tall as I thought yeah. they were going to be. It's like when we're in the, in the warm-up area and everyone's there, like last year at the games, me and Stu, um, my husband and Stuart, we were like, um, people, like people watching while we were warm, warming up a little bit and who were just like, oh, it's, everyone's, because he's really tall, he's 6'2 as well. Um, so it's, everyone just seemed like really short. <laughs> they, <laughs> well, are, they are dinky, that, right? <laughs> yeah. Some people look like, they are like really um, lean when you see them, but obviously because they're smaller and small, like some people are small and, and short that way as well. And like tiny, like Mal O'Brien, for example. Like she's solid, but she's so compact. So tiny. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing how, and I think especially when you see, like if you've only ever watched them working out, it's normally quite zoomed in. It's normally like, you can't really get a good lay of the land with what people actually look like. I remember like strength and depth last year when they did semi-finals and like seeing all these people like, they're really small. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were a lot taller. Um, I mean, everyone's tall compared to me, but 
like in general <laughs> I was really shocked um but no I think that would be a very very good team I think you'd thrash the worm right because you'd be good rich uh, yeah <laughs> Otherwise, Rich, Rich might be getting a lot of the weight on the end of that one. <laughs> he's used to it, I'm sure. I always end up getting uh, messed up on the worm because I'm because I'm a bit taller and everyone tends to be like not short but like a little bit shorter. So then I end up like all the way in this top bit. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll see you maybe in a team comp one day. But hopefully, I really you know I'm behind you all the way to get back to the games next year in the next category too which is exciting <laughs> probably not yeah. for you probably a bit like oh but um no but thank you <laughs> so so Hello, thank you for for coming and chatting and sharing and um, the stories it's been so great and I, I look forward to hopefully seeing you in person soon and um, if not at the games hopefully yeah thank you thank you very much for your time <laughs>